Lex Durgan, as always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. This is a long one. Get ready. Matt didn't have many friends. Matt didn't have many friends as a child, so he would often stage elaborate tea parties for imaginary monsters. Quickly, even the monsters grew tired of Matt. He was forced into a life of solitude and masturbation. He knows today is a new normal. <laughs> that really wasn't. That was more of a story than anything else. This week's this week's show is sponsored by the WNBA. Low flying, funny dribbling set shots. The WNBA, like if the NBA didn't let anybody good play. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook, also at Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. Uh, Matt, let me ask you a question. I know someday you intend to drink yourself to death. <laughs> it actually seems like a very expensive death, by the way. You can't drink yourself to death that easily. You'd it takes be better like, off being on heroin, man. Drinking in this town is very expensive. It's extremely expensive, especially if you're Lamar Odom, you're a celebrity, you're going to go to the fancy places. You're talking 18 bucks a cocktail. I mean, how many co- how much money you got to put to put yourself on the ground? Uh, Lamar Odom, it seems, uh, we thought he was a pure vegetable, but apparently he's been able to walk and he can do some major basic life functions. We don't know again. if he can talk, but he can booze really hard. Yeah, so he's back on the bottle. He was spotted out at a uh, Irish bar. By the way, impossible for a six foot ten inch tall black guy to blend in at an Irish bar. There's just uh, you're the first person over it's six. Not the turn of the century. It's not like there's a bunch of tiny Irish guys in there that <laughs> like just got leprechauns. off the shift carrying their lunch pails. Around. I just picture leprechauns and like Tom Cruise in that bad Irish movie, like a little dude, like and guys fist fighting, like taking their shirts off and fist fighting. I would love that. Uh, like a real Irish bar, but I, I he went to an Irish bar to start drinking again. Uh, everyone thought like this is kind of bad because he just was in a coma for drugs and booze and and erection pill overdose. Yeah. Uh, but isn't isn't the way I look at it is Lamar Odom isn't just someone who enjoys drinking. I think he was in the middle of trying to kill himself out in the <laughs> desert. Uh, I mean, he was going out the good way. He was going out getting fucked by lots of different ladies and and doing lots of drugs. And uh, isn't was he went into a coma? Then he woke up and he was back in the Kardashian house. Isn't this just him fulfilling the rest of his his uh his goal to kill himself? I mean, yeah. wasn't he just like st- stopped in the middle of driving himself to the grave? It seems like yeah, he's like super mo- motivated. It's like it was like the Revenant. Like he crawled out of that hospital yes. bed and just directly into a bar. Like barely made it in and just started doing shots. Well, the re- I think the reason one of the reasons he wanted to kill himself. Obviously, his career was over. His basketball was over. Lots of other he's got all the traumas in his life. But he was messed with this uh, this Kardashian family, which is a fucking troop of horrible people uh, who all drink and shit, by the way. Uh, and then he woke up. He was he trying to get away from them out in the desert, trying to kill himself. He wakes up from his coma, a nightmare of all nightmares. He's back in the fucking Kardashian He's house. married to Khloe Kardashian <laughs> yes, again. Yes. He signed the document that he probably doesn't remember signing. Yeah, and he's like, uh, it's like Black Snake Moan. He's like tied to the basement, like <laughs> tied with a bicycle chain in the basement. <laughs> yeah. And they bring him out for like special events. You hear Khloe Kardashian doing these interviews about how she doesn't want to talk about it, which is kind of a... Um, uh, backwards uh but all you know in every interview she goes well i, I haven't told him much uh, right and it's like was that because you don't want to hurt his feelings or is that because you don't want to tell him what yes. you did legally or there's some like her mom's like the crypt keeper only lets certain people down in the basement to speak to him every few minutes yeah it's a weird thing but he also he woke up in a family of alcoholics so i mean honestly you don't a coma doesn't really cure you of a, a drug and alcohol addiction does it no um my other theory is that because we haven't heard him talk and it's possible that he talks like a retarded guy now. And so he just he's drinking 
just so he can blame that on being an alcoholic as opposed to having uh, permanent brain damage. You know, and that's an interesting theory. Kind of like blowing a guy and saying you're you're doing it because you you have a drug habit. You know. Yeah. Why are you looking at me? Well, just you know, if you ever need, to. I only blow guys for fun. I don't have a drug habit. Uh, he wasn't big on. It. I don't know if you remember him speaking beforehand. He wasn't big on enunciation to begin with, right? So I can see how a, a you know a stroke would not make that any better. Uh, it's possible. It just seems it seems like he woke up in the fucking nightmare he was trying to escape, and now he's like sneaking out of the house and trying to drink himself to death. And shouldn't we just let him do that? Should anyone stop him? Well, if that's what he wants to do, I mean, I don't think suicide should be illegal you know i think if you want to kill yourself you should have the that's the ultimate freedom of choice really you know uh yeah but if you're like i don't believe in rehab that much like i've met people that i think go to rehab because they don't have jobs and you don't have to do anything for a month and a half it never doesn't seem to work ever their parents have twenty thousand dollars for them to go ride horses and sit around (laughs) in fire pits and shit this guy clearly needs to go, right? Yeah, yeah. And he needs to be held somewhere where he's not being kept by Khloe Kardashian, yeah. where he's actually under the care of like nurses and shit like that, who actually have him locked in a room where he can only get like healthy food and drink for a little while. Who are his friends? Who are the people he's texting? And he goes, hey, you want to meet up and have some drinks? And they go, sure. Yeah, we'll be right there. Sure. How's that coma? How's that like coma the working worst for you? person ever. And by the way, if you own the bar... Just make up an excuse to not let him in. You really want that on your conscience? Okay, look, I made the joke about the uh, leprechauns earlier, but I know from Irish bars, they've never turned down a guy for a drink ever. Yeah. So that's very un-Irish of you. And he's uh, probably doing better than half the people in there. Honestly. Yeah, and also he probably tips pretty well. I'm just guessing. I bet you he doesn't. <laughs> you know so. I think he's a cheap bastard. He's like, here's a 20. Why don't you give me 17 back for that beer? Yeah. That is possible. I mean, it, it's uh, to me, he's living the ultimate nightmare, which is he was trying to get away from this hellish fucking existence. He went into a fucking coma from uh, too much pussy and erection pills, and he wakes up back in the fucking hellish nightmare. That's like one of those like student like student films you show, like a horror student film. Well, the guy wakes up fucking screaming like from his coma, like what what has become of me? I'm trapped. I mean, maybe he's just doing the thing that I think I would kind of do as someone that doesn't do boner pills and other drugs. But you know, I'd be like, look, you know, I OD'd on heroin. I didn't OD on beer. I'm just yeah. going to drink a bunch of beer. I'll be fine. Like, someone's like, well, I can't have more than one beer. It's like, well, why not? Just have the beer. And well, he was drinking. It. So apparently he was drinking cognac, which I don't quite understand. But I guess if you're, you're going to go out, go, go out large on go cheap. Go out gay. Go out gay and large on cheap cognac and Remy Martin. Uh, yeah, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. I just, should, should you hit him with your car if you saw him walking the street? Would that be helpful, do you think? Would you veer towards him? I'd kind of veer towards him, I think. I mercy wouldn't kill. drink with him. No. What a pillow over the face. How would you kill him? him? I feel bad for him. You know, just let him. He's got his years are fucked at this point. He's going to be dealing with Khloe Kardashian. I I don't know if they're still fucking. I don't know if he can achieve an erection. I don't know if he remembers anything. I don't know if she's telling him that it's 1998 and that they're still fucking. Like, I have no idea what's going on in his life. Yeah, by the way, he probably turned on the TV on. She was on TV this week talking about how she's only ever had black dick before in her life. Right. And she was wasted. So I'm sure that's a pleasure to turn the TV on your little fucking cage. They keep them in the basement. And there's a, the woman who forced you to be her, her husband again talking about how she only likes black dick. Many, many, many different ones. <laughs> many different ones. She's never seen a white dick before. That was, that was kind of a revelation from her. I don't her. believe that. For a All second. right, Lamar, off to the grave. Think of it as a long sleep. You need a nap, my friend. He really, I mean, he really honestly should have gone out in the brothel. I don't know how they fucking saved him from that. That was yeah, like his. It's that just would, sad at this point. He should have had the courtesy to fucking die. He should have, or they just should have, like, the guy, what's his face, who owns the brothel, should have just finished him off by, with a hand over his mouth for a couple, like, a minute. Yeah.
I go, he's doing okay now. I don't, you know, hand over the mouth for like six seconds. Ah, oh, Lamar, he checked out. Good. See him in the daily. Exactly. All right, Lamar, good luck. I am going to hit him with the carpet soon. Uh, Matt, I know you love musical theater. Uh, you're constantly in between uh, podcasts here, singing your favorite songs from My Fair Lady and some of your other favorite uh, favorite blends of drama mixed with music. Uh, personally, myself, I cannot stand musicals. When people break into a song, it makes me extremely nervous. It makes me really uncomfortable. Yes. Like, it, I just got to get out. Yeah, like if that was real life, if you're in real... Well, you live in West Hollywood, so it probably does happen in real life. But for most people, if you live in real life and people like walking down the street to start breaking the song and singing about mundane things, you'd want to punch them, right? Or kick them in the nuts. I would assume they were going to kill me. Honestly, yeah, I would fucking that. take them down to the ground and pound their head into the curb. Occasionally I'll be flipping down like on cable and I'll see Grease and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? This is like the worst fuck. It's unwatchable. It's so fucking terrible. Well, I think it's, you have to accept the fact it's mostly for women, I think. So women do enjoy So them. women like bad things. Okay. They do. They, they love horrible things. Uh, they like, they like that drama. They like that uneven, unkeeled, like break out of the mold drama. Like when things just happen for no apparent reason and people break in a song like that it makes men nervous because it's like very out, like you're not expecting it. And it seems very uh, weird and, and offbeat, but women love that kind of thing. They like, like spontaneous things. Spontaneous. Like this could happen in my life. Yeah, you're going to blow me in the windies. Right? Yes. Like. Just out of nowhere. Yes, that would be fun. That would be that would be better than the, the musical Hamilton, by the way, which is all the rage now. Uh, this uh, Puerto Rican uh, song song. What's a, what's a guy who sings songs? Not a songstress, a songster. Uh, some guy who does a lot of musical theater. My my. By the way, my feeling about musical theater is this is only because people give their children too many music lessons when they're kids and applaud a lot, hmm. and they grow up thinking like, I want that applause. I played music. Now I'm going to fucking do musical theater. That's a no, terrible theory. That's a fucking horrible theory. But it's like <laughs> it's like you indulge like all these kids. All the kids in musical theater seem to be indulged as kids. Like they got a lot of attention and applause for their music. Right. To me, this is just them creating an industry when they're growing up to get just get the same thing. That's a good point. No one from like the streets of Pittsburgh gets into musical theater, no, do they? No, it's all kids like Lynn Miranda who went to some liberal arts school in the Northeast and went to drama arts programs and. You know, started singing when you're when you're six when you're six years old and you do a little recital and grandma and everyone else is applauding for you. That's pretty heady stuff, you know. You got to get into that. Yeah. And then you realize by thirteen, that's the only reason you're ever going to get applause in your life. That's a good point. It's kind of an establishment art form. Like if if the city of L.A. okayed something in the park, it would be Shakespeare, or some musical. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be like uh, fucking Rocky. No. The stage. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, and then, yeah, they get then they get government grants, so they get the arts foundations. It's all charitable. It's all wealthy people who come to the shows. It's a, all privilege, the kinds of, it's a privilege thing. It costs two hundred bucks to go. It's a huge amount of money. It's it really is very indulgent. They take uh, just the. I mean, here's just something I want you to it's do. A bunch of assholes. At the end of one of your stand up acts, I would love you to take a bow like they take a musical theater. Yeah, <laughs> just take a fucking deep, long, extended bow when your set is over, and then you run back. And then, oh, by the way, that run back on stage they do. They run, oh, the audience. Flitty. <laughs> yes. That'd do. Why don't you just do that? Do a run back on stage and take a deep fucking, like, deep bow. <laughs> like, just the audience. Uh, I feel As, like someone would take that bouquet and throw it right at my face. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you're, like, you're, like your doctor who cures you of cancer doesn't take a bow like that, but somehow someone just did 90 minutes of singing for you is going to, like, really give you a deep, like, you've just, we've just experienced magic. Oh, we just experienced magic. Off. So yeah. do you see why I hate it now? Now we say, like, uh, well, you can't capture... The, the magic of the theater. It's like, how convenient. It, it can't yes. be documented no. if you're not there. No. Sounds like you're trying to make an excuse for this thing that really fucking blows. Yeah, and the actors always uh, talk about how like they love legit theater better than movies or TV because of the, re- the connection and, and the real and the, the immediate reaction they get. Yeah. 
I'm like, that's great for you. <laughs> what about for the rest of us? You pay 200 bucks and are falling asleep in the theater. Yeah. And you're about to sing a song about fucking your sewing machine or some shit. Uh, I don't know. It's something you have to do when you get married or have, da- have a serious girlfriend or like your grandma's dying. That's sort of the way it is. Uh, other, other than that, I don't know why people go to see musicals like Hamilton, but Hamilton is the big one. This guy who runs it is like he's friends with Obama. He's been lauded because he, he re- in Hamilton, he reinterpreted the founding, the story of the founding fathers of the United States, uh, with all, uh, black and, and minority characters. So the black George Washington, there's a black and I can't name any other founding fathers. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Uh, but they got the, the, Ham- the musical Hamilton is now going off Broadway. It's traveling tour, so they're hiring, they're casting. And they just very, you know, sort of subtly, not so subtly, didn't even care, put out a actor's list, a casting list, saying they're looking for non-white actors only for the for the show. Right. Uh, and they didn't seem to think much of that, to which someone finally pointed out, like, isn't that illegal? And isn't that discrimination to say uh, you're looking for non-whites and white actors need not apply? Yeah. And, you know, they, they eventually changed it and wrote something about how you can be non – you can be non- white, but you're probably not going to get cast, basically – if this had been reversed, wouldn't this if they said no black actors need apply, there's whites only? Wouldn't this have been a fucking major shitstorm? Probably. Um I mean it's this is really complicated. I think you explained it to me, but I still don't get it. So they're casting George Washington, who, you know, historically is a white guy. Very the, white. The real guy. guy. Oh, that's sex with black. So women. white that he owned slaves, actually. Yes. Um so they're making him black, but you couldn't cast yeah, if you tried to cast Frederick Douglass as, and said no blacks need apply. Yeah. I mean, that sounds really horrible, doesn't it? <laughs> it would sound really – now, it gets, they're saying that's the nature of the show. The show is we're taking traditionally white you know, founding fathers, white historical characters, and reinterpreting them through black characters. And by the way, they all rap and sing R&B and, and hip-hop. And it that. sounds real confusing, man. Or am I just reading too much into it? I think you're. Re- I think it's a musical. So re- it's like if you want to look at like the story of Les Miserables or like – you know, any other musical, it sounds very complicated. But when you go to it, it's just dudes singing. Yeah. It's just really just people singing. It's like an album. It's like a music album with a few words in between, with a few words in between it. Right. So don't, you can't look at musicals as if they're like a real story. Um, so it's just, but it's like, can you, they listed the thing. It just seems like a case of reverse discrimination. You mentioned before, like people always say reverse discrimination and it doesn't really apply. This seems like actually a real case of reverse discrimination. Where they're telling yeah. white people don't even bother showing up. It is reverse discrimination, like in like a matrixy kind of way. Um, but you know it, why? I don't still understand what's wrong with it. If it's black or white, I mean they're not going to cast a white person, so they're saying, "Hey, you know, we're going to cast black people, so we're looking for black people." I mean, I get the auditions, and and I think it's actually pretty common. It just says male Caucasian and. You know, 20- oh, you can describe the you can describe the character, but what you, but you, what you can't say is we're looking. The character is male Caucasian twenties, beefy looking or whatever. But you can't say no black no black should show up for casting, right? You can't say that a black dude can show up and try out for that role. Now he's probably not going to get it. Although sometimes they do reimagine. By the way, they do rewrite scripts if they do love a, like a black actor for the role. They'll rewrite the script to make it a different character. Uh, but you cannot exclude specifically exclude a race from showing up for job interviews. Right. That's against. And then EEOC had to put out some thing on this, and they they amended it by saying, of course, you can be any race or creator color. We're just multicultural. All this kind of crap. Uh, they just bother me because I actually I'm thinking about getting into musical theater, and I, now I'm not because I was going to apply. I thought they made like a special exemption for shit like that, though. That was like you know it's. 
just for movies and stuff. Uh, no, I think you're thinking about uh, NFL coaching jobs. <laughs> like, it can only be white men. Uh, no, it's, it's just like, yes. I mean, yes, the character is black. So if you're reimagining George Washington as a black dude and what it would be like if he was a black dude, then they're not going to cast a white guy to play him. Although they did cast a white guy to play Michael Jackson recently. Yeah. So there's such a thing as makeup. So you can use makeup. Oh, blackface makeup maybe doesn't go, doesn't go over so well. Uh, Matt, isn't this just horrible and just to declare this as racist and that we should have this show canceled and no more musical theater should ever be performed ever anywhere? I haven't seen it, nor am I going to, but it sounds, it sounds really bad. I mean, is makeup, like people say like white face or black face. It's like, oh, they're playing uh, a Japanese person. So they made themselves look more Japanese. It's like, yeah, I thought that was like the whole point of movies and makeup and casting and, um, but they're not painting their faces white. Right? No. They're not the black eyes? Yeah. No, they're not. They are wearing the white wigs though. This however. whole thing sounds wildly like uncreative and yes. nonsensical. Yes. It sounds like it was written by a, a talentless buffoon. Uh welcome to musical theater. The, welcome to the genius of musical theater. Honestly, the music is supposed to be really good. That's all I've heard. So maybe it is. I'm oh like, yeah, it'll probably be on the radio later if it's real good. Uh, yes. It's probably charting on Billboard. No, yeah, you can get on iTunes under show tunes. Look under look under show tunes. No, you god damn it, you live in West Hollywood. You hear this <laughs> shit all this time. All I want you to say is that we should put a governmental ban on, on musical theater, at least off the arts foundations that create this shit. That's yes. all. This is what. Can you just say agree with the Republicans that we need a national endowment for the arts? Yeah, the NEA is garbage. You know, anyone appointed by the president telling you what art should be funded, you know, that's no no good art has ever been made in that manner. Um, nope. Just a bunch of paintings of whales and shit on the library. Well, fucking I, I can do no. That also, shit. no good arts ever been made by dudes getting into wigs and, and blouses and singing. <laughs> Not right now. No. Uh, Hamilton uh, will be coming. Matt and I are coming to see the show. It comes to, it comes to Los Angeles. All right, we got an email from uh, Dean. Dean's one of our great emailers. I think he exists. I think it's in Kansas. Um, Blizzard, the video game company, recently uh, pulled a sexy shot of one of their characters named Tracer. Now, I don't play a lot of video games. You play some video games, I think, when you uh, hit the hash pipe. Uh, so like every other day, uh, I don't get, I love video games a lot when I was younger, by the way, but when you're older and have other shit to do, it's like, I still view it as like a fun, you know, free time hobby, yeah. but not like something I could do all day, spend all day doing any longer. As is normal and should be encouraged in society. Yes. You're, <laughs> this should be. Well, I mean, when, you're, when you're 15, you're bored with high school, you don't have a lot of shit going on. I can see plenty, playing many, if you don't watch TV, maybe playing many more hours of video games, Yeah, but it's not for adults. It's a, it should be a different type of pursuit. Um, like fantasy football or other shit like that. You spent a little bit of time on it if you like if you like it, but it shouldn't absorb you. No. Uh, so there's this character named Tracer in this game Overwatch, which I don't think is even out yet. It might be in beta or maybe it's out. It's a first person shooter game from Blizzard. Somebody noticed. Somebody who plays a lot of games, uh, a woman noticed that Tracer, who is supposed to be the non-sexual character in video games, as far as I know, every character in video game is either killing somebody or showing off their tits. Because that's sort of what teenage boys who buy this shit like. The chicks have tits and ass, and all. By the way, all the male characters are jacked with yes. you know their biceps and their pecs yes. are popping off. Yeah, we can get into that sort of gay aspect of video games if you like a little later. Oh, but yeah. uh, so this woman noticed that this character tracer is supposed to be the smart one, the smart woman, not the sexy woman. Is it a woman? I'm sorry. Is it a woman? I looked at it's it. A one, it's a. Is it like a. a Humanoid cartoon? type woman. It's yeah. a humanoid type woman. I think it was like a bunny of some sort. <laughs> well, that'd be hot. Uh, <laughs> love that bunny ass. So, you know, the point is they're trying to like video games are trying to become a little more inclusive. Understand that some women play video games as well. So they're trying to like 
now have sexy and non-sexy female characters. So those are overtly sexual characters who have the big tit, the Jessica Rabbit bodies and the tits and shit like that now. And then there's supposed to be the smart, like, you know, bookwormish There's, girls. like, the dumpy one that yes. goes to 7-Eleven and orders the Hot <laughs> yeah. Pockets and shit. Yeah, exactly. The girl from, who went to Sarah Lawrence and studied women's, <laughs> women's studies major, uh, who's now in this first-person shooter game. So Tracer was supposed to be that. She's supposed to be smart and cunning and all this stuff like that, and the non-sexual character. So all the chicks who play video games who don't look like the Jessica, Jessica Rabbit character can identify with somebody. And what they did is they did this, like, they have this thing called, like, what, the victory poses or something like that. After you kill somebody, you do a victory pose. Yeah. Um, and there's like six different ones. And one of them, she turns her head back sort of salaciously towards the, the camera and you can see her ass cheeks cause she's wearing super tight jeans and they show off her ass. Yeah. This irritated some woman so much so that she wrote a long letter to blizzard, uh, describing how this affected her so negatively, the sexual stereotypes and the fact that even a strong female character would have to use her, her hot ass to get where she wanted. She just, has an ass. That's that problem she, number one. That she has an ass. Should just be like flat or drawn by dudes, by the way. An ass drawn by dudes. So a nice ass. Uh, dudes, cartoonist dudes, by the way. If you're met guys who draw cartoons and draw female characters, there's a reason why they draw big tits and asses. Yeah, they just fucking perverts. I just love. Well, that if shit. you're gonna have an ass, it's not real. Someone programmed it with why not have a nice one well that's the thing if you're, it's, it's not like you got to go to the gym and work for it no just put it there yeah the same with the dudes with the fucking like 45 inch uh, 46 inch chest you know like you don't have to work for it why not give them the fucking muscles fantasy. so this woman got so upset and she claims that her daughter who i don't know why her daughter watches the video games she's playing their first person shooter game but it gave a bad exam- a role model to her daughter and they were so offended by this shit and all this is fine because you figure these letters go out all the time but Blizzard actually got her letter and changed, apologized and changed the game. They actually removed the shot of the, the character's ass. Yeah. Uh, which seems like a very bad precedent to me. It's one thing for people to be, people have always written fucking irate letters to the editor. It's another thing when the editor fucking reads them and goes, yeah, that's some good shit. Threw like a burka <laughs> onto the character or something. Yeah. He just took that thing out. And then, of course, there was immediate backlash from all the dudes who play the game because that's half the, half the reason they play is to see fucking hot ass. Uh, you, is it? Why don't they just look at porn? I think the video game stuff is porn for them. I think it is their porn. <laughs> I don't know if they're actually jacking off to it or not, but I think it's like it. They it, get something out. They get thrills in the same way that people who watch porn do, um, or and or maybe they actually have girlfriends. I don't know. Uh, let me ask you this question, Matt: Is it right that uh, that we can't have any sort of sexualized character, gratuitous sexuality in entertainment anymore? Obviously, gratuitous sexuality is designed mostly for men, but is that so wrong in the video game industry? No, I, I didn't think it was gratuitous, first of all, but obviously that, that does exist in, in the video game world. There's like... Well, she could have been wearing like one of those skirts and tights that the fat girls wear to right. cover up the fact that they're really fat. So it could have been something like that, a little more relatable. <laughs> one of those like, you know, hide your figure kind of outfits as opposed to like, you know, form-fitting uh, leather pants or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think in any entertainment, I mean, in movies, obviously... Actors and actresses are very attractive, and that's a large part of the reason that they're working. Um, you know, the same in, in music and pop music and essentially any entertainment. And so when you're dealing in the virtual world, you know, I don't see why it would be any different. So you obviously like so the average physical level of attraction amongst people that are addicted to video games is low, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so this seems to be a relatively, big point of contention. Relatively low. It's not supermodels playing video games. They're not out on the beach with the rings and the pull-up bars and shit, right? No. So, no. 
they argue back and forth about it. It's a little insulated world that no one cares about outside of a small population of people. And they argue about it and that's what they're into. And they fucking die alone and no one gives a shit. Um, that's so sad. I would, uh, bury him next to Lamar. I would say to the, to the woman, first of all, so unless you are like some, everyone's got to pick their battles. I don't know what kind of activist you are, but let's say you wrote one letter that day about the injustices in the world. And it was about the pants that a video game character was wearing. Yes. You're a fucking loser. You need to like open your window, look around the world, turn on the TV, browse Huffington Post, see what's going on in the world because your sense of priorities are real fucked up, and it's sad that you re. Uh, well, Angie, Angie, that that I believe that that whole uh, that was a sweet speech. I believe that's that's entirely true. Uh, but also, she has her daughter. She's like, I hate when people say, Mike, they they really are just using their child as like a like form of argument. And for something they want to express themselves. Yeah, like my daughter funny. was very – my daughter could be negatively affected by that. It's really just saying I'm fat and I don't like seeing characters who, who yeah. are skinny. Uh, I mean her daughter is like six or seven however old she is. She's not – doesn't notice the same – she doesn't feel the same kind of shit you feel Kids about. Kids aren't opinionated on that kind of thing because they have their whole lives in front of them. And they don't sit around thinking about shit like that because they're not depressed and morbidly obese and sad. <laughs> right. Well, they will be someday, this daughter. And she's like – you know, thinking like if your daughter is like watching you play a first-person shooter video game or just sitting around watching – Watching you play video games. Where you're killing people, by the way. Yeah, you're killing people. Isn't maybe, maybe read her a book or take her to the park or buy her some Fisher Price toys that will like make her slightly more intelligent. Something like some kind of mobile over her thing she can toil around with. Yeah. I mean, there's you can't as dumb as playing video games makes you. Watching somebody else play video games makes you that much dumber. Yeah. There's no worse. There's no less educating thing you can possibly do than watch your mother sit around and watch your mother play video. Yeah, games. you turn into the guy at the bar watching the other guy play Street Fighter. Yes, essentially yes. the biggest loser uh, in the fucking world. Yeah, and what are the odds of little daughters next to you going, "Mommy, why does that character have to show her butt off?" And when she's <laughs> a strong woman who should be independent and doesn't need to be objectified by men. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that didn't happen. She, my mom probably fucking freaked out and goes, "Why Trace fucking Tracer? Why does Tracer have to fucking show her ass? Isn't that right, Lizzie?" And Lizzie's like, "What, mom?" And the I'm company just immediately. I guess they, yeah, like you said, they changed it. And to me, it's just like using this faux outrage as as a sort of form of intimidation and self validation. Hey, I got him to change this, you know, monumentally insignificant aspect of something that's really insignificant to begin with. And that's how you reward yourself. That's your reward system. It's an, it's a definitely an internet age phenomenon. Like I said, the grumpy old dudes used to write fucking get off my lawn letters to the editor, newsletters to the editor all the time and used to read them and laugh about it and nothing ever happened. Yeah, they just write a letter about like how the kids need to start pulling their pants up and shit like that. Yeah, and then the you know, people would read and go, "Oh, that's funny, old man." It's fucking <laughs> like nothing ever happened. <laughs> but now people, because of the internet, they're 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 sort of like this force multiplier of their power because they can go in they can go into a chat room or into a forum where there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of people and be immediately read and expressed to and, and responded to by tons and tons of people. Right. And so everyone has the power of like publishing their own newspaper, as it were. They're all, they write the stuff. And if it catches on, all of a sudden you have 30,000 likes, and then Blizzard goes, oh, we got to change this. Um, it doesn't matter what if it's good for the game, if it makes sense, if there's any logic behind it, if there's any principle behind it. It's just like, oh, there's a hashtag now. we got to fucking respond to this. We should just start 
writing letters to that company and see what they agree to and how badly we can fuck up that game so people stop playing. <laughs> like, we let's sh- just make a bunch of demands. Yes, we sh- they probably would. By the way, if you had a, if you had a hashtag that had over more than a thousand you know, likes or something like that, they probably would. I would get that going if I had nothing else to do. It's a, and, and look, this is not art, okay? Blizzard over the game Overwatch is not art. It's not like this isn't like something. But this this happens in TV shows and movies and other forms of entertainment and media where a very small number of people are able to affect a very large change. I mean, there's a reason why we don't have tits on TV, for one, because it's like 500 people in Kansas from the Family Rights Council, whatever the hell it's called, write letters to the networks and the sponsors and threaten to boycott. Yeah. And then they can't have a fucking – that's why we couldn't have gay characters on TV for the longest time. But why does it always skew towards lame people? Like what if I wrote a letter and said I actually like the tits? No one's going to listen to that letter. Like more tits? Like a letter? Would you be more tits? Would you do a large size font? It's always vaguely Jesus-based. We can't get over that shit. Yeah, which is – at least that's a religious base. This is just she's like a very unhappy woman who just didn't like seeing a chick's ass. And by the way, this idea that women don't overly sexualize each other and don't use sex to sell makes it's just fucking a, a fallacy that women like to spread. Halle Berry, after all these years, finally went on fucking social media. She refused to go on social media for like his, his entire existence because she said it was all shallow and all this shit like that, which it entirely is. She goes on social media, starts her Instagram account for the very a Twitter account for the very first time after all these years. She's a 50-year-old mom. What does she do? She posts a picture of herself topless. Mm-hmm. Women know inherently what sells. And it's sex, that, it's sex that sells. And it's not just the men that are right. If you look in women's magazines, the women are half naked in all those magazines, showing off their tits and their ass, selling whatever kind of clothing they're selling. Because women like to see that stuff too. It's yeah. just a sort of, you know, it's just we've come to the point now when people are like taking like the right of women, the right of women not to be mistreated now means I get to feel, I as a woman get to feel good about myself all the time. And if I don't feel good about myself, I get to get angry and people have to respond to me. Yeah. And then paradoxically, yeah, you, you get attention for complaining. So, yes. So you're, you're trapped in this sort of rabbit hole of showing your tits and then complaining that people yes. are commenting on Yes. Like my face is up here. I'm like, well, your face might be up there, but your tits that are half out, half out of the bra are right down there. So I don't know where you want me to look. Now I'm just confused. It's a tough age for men, isn't it? We get we're aren't we victims? Are men Not victims? if you just call people twats all the time and don't pay attention to them. Yeah, I'm, or, I'm fine. Or just kill women in video games. The <laughs> fucking male outrage out. I don't even like talking about video game stuff. I like video. Game. What happened to the fucking Coleco football game? That was great. You were old. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to worry about that stuff. And actually, by the time after ten minutes of playing, you got bored of it, so you actually went and did other shit. So it wasn't like video games shouldn't be that intensive. They shouldn't be that good because right. then you never leave them. You know this whole this whole getting into the world of stuff. No, Coleco, there was little black, little dash dots, and they blinked. After ten minutes, it became so fucking boring. You actually went outside and played football. <laughs> could, that could happen. All right, ladies, should I stop writing letters. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. I know uh, you as a. Uh, the denizen of WeHo, as you like to call it, uh, are constantly sexually harassed by the men in, in your area. Um, they're constantly asking you to come over and help them carry in groceries, uh, chopping lumber. They often ask you to chop lumber for them. All gay guys say perverted things to guys that they know aren't gay all the time, yes. and they delight in getting away with it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tantamount to construction workers catcalling women as they walk by, right? Yeah. It's just a thrill for them to say shit to, like, 
even even not attract necessarily attractive or handsome man. They just say shit to men because for them it's empowering. They get a thrill out of it, and as far as I can tell, they high five each other, then have uh, uh, oral sex. Yeah, somewhere, and no one's gonna be like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, or there'll be like an angry mob around you. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. So this police officer who used to work, he was a high, fairly high ranking police officer in LAPD. A lot of the cops off duty work security, and if you're really a good cop and high ranking enough, you work security for celebrities because you're very well trusted. He worked for Elton John for some number of years. And after he got fired or left Elton John's service, he now has a lawsuit against Elton John saying during the term of his employment, he was sex- constantly sexually harassed by Elton John. Uh, it, you should really think about the picture of Elton John in your head while you're hearing this story. That would so, be hilarious. As long as there were no hands involved, I would just laugh at him. It'd well, so Elton John used to talk of like, You did gay come-ons to him, like went in the car together and apparently did some light touching on his leg and all this shit like that. But Elton John's like an old short, fat, squat British dude. And apparently this cop is a relatively young, probably serious police officer. So Which is know. why he got the job. Probably you're telling me Elton John isn't screening hot cops. Oh, dude, he was doing he's doing that hot or not type of thing, like flipping through that. Uh, just like on, on Tinder, he's flipping through those fucking faces of cops going, yeah. fucking masturbating, going like, like who's Officer gonna... Jaworski. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Check you out. Let's see. And then he's like writing back like, I think he might have a job, but I need to see a topless shot. of you. <laughs> like, Can you do some crunches while I videotape you? Uh, so obviously you take this job. You're working for Elton John. It's not that all gay guys are going to come on to you all the time like that. But he's a very flamboyant, mm-hmm. you know, eccentric dude. And, and you get probably getting paid pretty well. Are you as a guy able to complain about the fact that your male employer – uh, who can maybe bench press 25 pounds on a good day uh, and is like half, you know, half, two days away from a heart attack is actually like overpowering you with a sexual harassment. Yeah, I would say the same thing that I would say to a woman who was in this situation, which is, and especially since this wasn't his primary source of income, this yeah. was just his drinking money or whatever, maybe a, a jet ski or whatever. He's using it to pay off the, the condo in, in Boca. Uh leave just quit right uh, the first time it happens yes. you're employable as a cop you can get this kind of work at many different venues so don't deal with it b just deal with it because it's harmless uh, if that's how you feel or c call them out confront the person yeah or d- and if you if it's egregious enough d file a lawsuit right away what is this eight years later he touched my thigh and fucking around the millennium Fuck well you. i've seen a lot of lifetime movies and this uh, sort of harassment takes time <laughs> it piles up before you boil you're over psychologically manipulated into thinking that uh you know you got a you're a victim or you got yeah, repress little, it or something yeah there's some stockholm syndrome which is like maybe he just likes me maybe i'm special like the other boys he why the coach call me out of gym class to go meet him in his office maybe he says, I have a lot of talent. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously, he was getting paid well. L. John is basically saying, like, we only brought this up because we fired him and he stopped getting paid, which seems yeah. like a very good defense. Yeah. Um, also, if I, if I was, like, question, if I was Elton John question on the stand and just, like, did you touch him and come on to him sexually and flirt with him? I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm Elton John. I'm a fucking queen. Yeah. <laughs> of course I did. And if you're <laughs> the cop, too, like, obviously Elton John was, you know, doing shit that was probably minor, but definitely inappropriate in the eyes of the law. But, you know, you're, you're figuring, okay, he's paying me 500 bucks an hour. He can tell me that he wants to lick my balls. Like, what do yeah. I care? It's fine. Just, you know, balance it out. Risk versus reward. Yeah, it's not like you have to take late night dirty phone calls from him or, like, sext back to him when he's fucking horny at night. Yeah, just let him say shit. You're in a car with a fucking old British, you know, gay dude. He's going to fucking, you're a hunky cop. He's going to fucking brush his hand over your leg and get his jollies and just fucking either accept the fact that's part of the job and that's why you're getting paid excessively 
It's like a, it's almost like a stripper complaining about the the treatment of men like at the strip club, right? Yeah, I mean, well, and you're a cop with big guns, so he wasn't. Trying oh yeah, to, big. I bet El John knows those big he guns. Wasn't trying to restrain him or physically overpower him or or rape him. So at that point, it's like you're in control of the situation, you know. And I would say the same thing to, to a woman, like you know, unless we're talking about actual, you know, rape and assault. Fucking quit. Well, women, I mean, women, Report especially, it. women, quit. especially will say like they have no power because they need the job. They got kids to pay for. They got to pay the rent. So they put up with a lot of the shit just because they have, they can't afford to lose their jobs. But this cop, he was a lieutenant or a captain in the LAPD. He was making good money. This was a side job. He could work other side jobs. This wasn't the case where like his life was going to be changed dramatically if he quit his job. No, he just he met with some lawyer who said, you know, we think we can get this kind of settlement. And would you do you want to be made fun of by all of your peers for the rest of your life in exchange for that amount of money? And he probably said, yeah, yeah, (laughs) I think so for millions. By the way, I've been fired before and I've talked to uh, labor attorneys. And the very first thing they ask you is were you ever harassed or or discriminated against at the office? Mm -hmm. That's the very first thing they ask you, because if you say no, they say goodbye. (laughs) If you say yes, they're like, yes. Yeah. They start getting fucking visions of grandeur in their head because that's basically how you sue people today. It's harassment or discrimination. And that's a case they can easily – it's a federal case. It's like it's something they can easily win. They always get settlements on. The other shit's really hard to prove. If you got fired for any other reason, it's really hard to prove. So that, that seems like bogus to me. And just being – as a, can you be a real man and complain about being sexually harassed by Elton John? No. No, I don't think so either. Um, I bet they did some fucking sex tapes. What do you think? <laughs> Who, John and the cop? <laughs> yes, that's what I think. I bet there's some good shit out there. Yeah, you think yeah. a cop came into his desire to hear like fucking uh, Yellow Brick Road one time when uh, Elton John was going down on him? He's like, yeah, you want to, you know, my girlfriend's a huge fan of yours. Any chance you can play her birthday party? Well, yeah, there's a small chance. Yeah. Um, Pull out your your tiny dancer, man. Let's get (laughs) get to it. All right, cops, go away. Be a little tougher. I think people used to be, before these laws, people used to just be tougher. So I don't know if if he's trying to exploit the situation for money or he's just a fucking pussy. I just lose respect for anyone that sues anyone now. I just hate yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Especially when your feelings are hurt. Yeah. That's, that's not a real thing to sue over. All right, go away, cops. Go away, Elton John. Uh, Matt, you have a story this week, a shit you not statement. This is a shit you not statement. You know, I don't think you even read, read this. I think you saw this on TV. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, it turned out, he's a 20-year-old uh, guard for the Lakers. He had some college experience, I think a year, maybe. Um, drafted by the Lakers, the worst team in the NBA. Uh, apparently, he was rooming with uh, Nick Young on the road somewhere, and he apparently made a tape. He was asking Nick Young, who was engaged to that creepy-looking albino Australian rapper check, uh, Iggy Azalea. She, just, she seems one chromosome short, doesn't she? She seems like she's missing... There's some piece of her genetic makeup that didn't yeah, make, it, make it to the final. Or, there's something not right going yeah, on. Yeah, like she's like far away. She looks kind of attractive. And as you get, she's one of those girls who looks attractive from like down the block. Yeah. And as you get closer, you kind of go like, yeah, there's something I very. I could swear that she like does a, she paints her face black like a primer and then she paints over it in white. And yeah, it's, she is like an albino. It's like this. Yeah, it's weird. It's like whiter than white. It's an albino kind of crazy shit. But she goes out in the sun. I don't know what's really going on. She may be just a chick from like in Nebraska. Who knows? Uh, the whole Australian thing could be fake. But she seems very bizarre. Anyhow, she's engaged. She's engaged to, to uh, Nick Young, who everybody pretty much outside of L.A. hates for every reason. They hate people in L.A. He's a showboater. He likes attention. He's hanging with celebrities. He calls himself Swaggy P. Pretty content with losing at what he gets paid to do. Yeah, by the way, if you're going to give yourself a nickname, which he basically did, he gave himself a nickname. Swaggy P is not the name to give yourself. 
No. <laughs> Fucking, that's just there's nothing. There's absolutely no masculine component to that to that name. P I and, thought it meant like like his dick was swinging around. I don't know what it means. If it, if it means your dick swinging around, just call yourself dick swinging around. That's all I gotta say. I don't like, think anyone should call him that. Nor do I think anyone really does. Well, no, they refer to him now as Swaggy or Swaggy P. Like, oh. they insist on people calling him that. That's unfortunate. So he's an ass. So let me frame this. So anyhow, D'Angelo Russell taped him on his, on his cell phone, and he was asking about other women he's fucked, basically, uh, what, during while he's engaged to Iggy Azalea. And then somehow this tape got leaked, and of course it looked really bad for Nick Young because Iggy Azalea saw it. And then the whole team apparently turned against uh, D'Angelo Russell because – Bro code, of course, says that you don't fucking tape your friends talking about cheating on their girlfriends and right. fucking release that tape to anybody. Why would you even make that tape in the first place? But here's what's interesting to me. This is a fucking horrible story about the Lakers, and I wish them all the worst. Uh, here's the interesting part to me. You actually think D'Angelo Russell did a good job here, and he was, he's the hero in the story. Um, no, I think, I mean, just taping anything, and he was kind of like baiting him into saying stuff. Um, I don't think that's a good idea. I think there's a chance D'Angelo Russell is like a retarded person. I mean, he went to high school in Kentucky and then to college, if you want to call it that, in Kentucky for one year. Not that your formal education dictates a lot, but there's a chance he's just a fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, so, dude, a lot of smart people have come out of Kentucky, by the way. I can't name any right now. No. But I'm just sure it happened once. Clooney. I don't <laughs> think he was, you know, in public school. Uh, so I think that he taped it. And wanted to show it to a couple people as a prank. That's what he claims. I don't think that he released it to the public. He may have, but that's just my impression. I think that Nick Young had it released because I think his career in the NBA is over after this season. Uh, Iggy Azalea's career is over right now. Yes. And I know they've shopped reality shows around. And, you know, it's in the news now. And you what think this is like one of those Kardashian playbook things where you create a scandal, a sex scandal of some kind? Yes. Just to get attention for yourselves? Mm -hmm. That's an interesting theory. I hadn't thought about that before. I don't really uh, listen to your theories very much. Uh, sometimes I think they're very infantile. Uh, that one seems very elaborate for those two knuckleheads. So it's possible. So, it wouldn't but, be that hard. But I could see how somebody, like some sinister PR person who does all this reality show stuff, would have come up with that idea. Right. Um, but I don't know how D'Angelo Russell, he got took a lot of shit from his teammates, apparently. They were they were freezing him out, both on and off the court. Like, even even coaches, the coaching staff would not sit and have lunch with him after this tape came out. I felt bad for him when no one would sit with him at lunch. <laughs> you know? I thought that shit was over after high school. <laughs> <This> <laughs> He's a grown man. He's a grown man who fucking put on fucking, you know, satin shorts for, for a living and play basketball for a living they don't live in the real world i mean they live in hotels and they and they fucking are entertainers they hate him so much that they would rather sit with nick young yeah and nick young is horrible and by the way when i was reading the story i was thinking there was all this stories on espn about how fractured the the laker locker room is and because someone told someone else who was sleeping with another chick and all this other you know guy stuff that went awry there's only one person in this world who could have solved this situation for the lakers locker room and who is that lamar odom Alexis Jones, the oh, Alexis Jones. harassment, harassment, harassment consultant who was supposed to speak to the Lakers just a week or two ago. And but I think she, you had her fired. I think you got her fired. She, yeah, she made up the story about Nick Young, who, again, is in the news now. Interesting. Um, yeah, maybe she's she, she could have taught this. them. She could have taught them if she got in the locker room. She could have taught them something about how, how men should really react to men and how to behave like a man. 
And first of all, uh, you should not be uh, taping your friends talking about cheating on their girlfriends. You shouldn't be cheating on your girlfriends. Alexis Jones, for 5000 bucks could have solved this entire situation. If she could have just waited a week to make up a bunch of lies <laughs> yes. about what's going on, she may have had an actual story on her hands. <laughs> she, Instead, she, she took a photo of people and captioned it with <laughs> bogus sexual harassment. I'm telling you, she's going to say the Lakers, uh, the embarrassment of 48-point loss to the Jazz, which apparently everyone says happened because the team wasn't even talking to each other. No one talk, wanted to talk to Nick Young, and they're – Taking sides and chicks always come in the way of guys, right? Right. They always ruin everything. Oh, by the way, on the tape, did you notice that D'Angelo Russell asked, just commonly asked Nick Young if he had banged Amber Rose? That's why I think he's an idiot. <laughs> I mean, like, who's really interested in banging Amber Rose? Well, but they, they, Nick Nick Young basically said, "Nah, I was gonna," but he's like, my, "He's my, my boy, my boy Kanye." is like, "Whatever, he can't do it because his boy or Wiz or somebody is with him." Like, right. yeah, would have banged. They're like, like Amber Rose, you can just call her and bang her. But like, if there's a right. prevailing uh, superior relationship you have that can be offended, it was insinuated that anyone can bang her. Yes, it was like an option. <laughs> it was like, are you going to like, are you going to like the Shake Shack to get a burger? Yeah, like, no, my my, my buddy works at the other place. I'm going to get a burger there. Yeah, I didn't like, feel like it. Yeah, you, you can. Anyone can fuck. If you're a famous black dude, you can fuck Amber Rose basically. Unless it might ruin your, unless Swaggy P can no longer hang out with Kanye, with Yeezy, Yeezy, it's just not going to well, work. Well, see, out. this is why I don't really believe this. I don't believe that Nick Young and Iggy Azalea, who's just a disgusting skank, who obviously sucked her way to the to a record deal, and you know, along with some pale. If you don't think that's true, then ask yourself how that song ever got on the radio. I mean, is that like even a fucking option? Is it based on the artistic merit? Is it because she's super hot? What do you What do you think happened? Let's Let's eliminate some of the options. Uh, I'm gonna say she nailed it in the audition. Yeah, right. <laughs> so her and Nick Young will both fuck anything, and so there she's apparently surprised that he cheated on her. Like I don't I know. Didn't, she didn't seem surprised in her response. She said she thanked D'Angelo Russell for posting the video, but as far as I know, there was no fallout from any of this. But that's her getting. She wanted. She's capitalizing on the intention. I'm telling you, this shit. There's no. There's no a reality. There's show. no way you're. Da- there's no way you're dating a. NBA player and thinking he's faithful to you. That's first off, no one believes that anymore. Well, not no even a super douchey one. Maybe like Bobby Hurley. I think Bobby Hurley got around a little bit. That's what <laughs> I heard. Fucking Bobby Hurley. It's like your movie references. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, D'Angelo. First of all, I have to say I I disagree with you only in the sense that D'Angelo Russell deserved all the scorn. You cannot tape. The one thing everybody knows is you don't fucking tape your buddy talking about cheating on his girlfriend. That's just fucking. I don't know. He's twenty now. I don't know. We're older. Maybe that's the culture now. We just fucking tape everything, record everything. It's like amusing to you to just like record every secret your friends have and make gossip and all that kind of shit. Maybe like that's what gets you off. That's your kind of your hobby when you're just bored. I don't know. We I'm getting just, pretty close to just writing out a, a confession of everything I've ever done because <laughs> I feel like it's just going to come out at some point. Yes, and, and you know, then it's like you take the power away. Yeah. Also, I've seen your full confession. There's nothing interesting in there. <laughs> no. It was that good. I knew you used to wear girls' clothing when you were in high school. So that's, not, <laughs> that's all you got. Let's just have it out right now. Uh, the, the, really, the entirely worst part about this entire story is not the fact that Alexis Jones didn't get hired. It's that I had to look at black rap and sports gossip sites, which apparently I didn't know there were like dozens and dozens of these sites where like it's just a whole urban like urban sports and celebrity culture where they just fucking talk like high school middle school girls like gossip about each other constantly yeah. all day long they're like is jamie fox gay it's like yeah pretty much all your people are gay because you don't accept gay people that's just how shit works out i just i will was Smith's gay i was will smith is gay i was surprised uh, matt said that i was surprised that uh uh there's culture exists i mean where the people like taking the most demeaning the, the black people are taking the most demeaning aspects of their culture and just highlighting the shit out of it and how fucking horrible it is 
That seemed to me very like the gossipy stuff. The gossipy scandal, like all black men, it's fed into like every stereotype. All the black men are cheating. All the all the black women just want to have babies. They just want to get in. They just want to have anchor babies and welfare. All these guys on welfare. Also, just like the worst stereotypes that like fucking rednecks and fucking uh, you know Trump has about black people is what the black people are trading in their on their on their own sites. That same exact gossip. Right. It's like the worst of the worst. Like the least elevating. At least Ham- Hamilton made fucking George Washington black. <laughs> it's something. I mean, these are just like trading like the fucking scummy stories about each other and like tearing everybody down like crazy, you know? Yeah. It's like the opposite of the NAACP Image Awards, which is like the let's find the worst of black culture and just fucking it's highlight talk about all like long. a couple of KKK guys in Indiana just think so? making, you know, Jamal 27 as a screen <laughs> name. It's literally all those articles are one guy saying I overheard something. Yes. In the club. They always overheard something in the club. Right. I don't know what club it is, but they always overheard clubs in the club. But a lot of this, a lot of this crappy celebrity culture is taking place in the clubs and they are doing lots of shit. So I don't know what's going on, Nick Young. Uh, Nick, I just, he's, he's done, right? He's not playing any more basketball for this year. He's got, they got Ever. He might play in China or something. Yeah, we're this fucking Chinese people. So good luck. We're just <laughs> tall. He's tall. Good luck with that, Nick. D'Angelo, stop the fucking, put the phone away, dude. That's just fucking lame. All right, Matt, there's a question I have for you. Uh, Portia writes an email. I think Portia's a, a woman's name. I don't know what it is exactly when I made it up. Um... <laughs> There is a story this week. If you ever want a good laugh, you got to read like Yahoo Parenting or Yahoo Women or Yahoo anything to do with like other shit. I don't know who writes these articles, but it's always breathless, like 22 year old girls who have just decided they're going to be world changers at like, you know, a dollar an hour by writing articles that I guess their grandma sees. And it's always like crazy, crazy. Like, this is the best thing ever. This is the worst thing ever. This mom is the most incredible mom ever. Everything is like. 85 it's just like girls text it's written articles written like girls text right. everything is exclamations everything is the best ever everything is the most perfect comeback everything is whatever so there's a story about a there's a story about period shaming i know uh you had a difficult time when your period came when you're early <laughs> and you're just in seventh grade and all the boys made fun of you in the showers um apparently period period shaming is the new shaming uh which is seems to me you should be a little shamed about your period if people know you're having your period like if people actually know that you're having your period, that's going to be ashamed of because you're not keeping, you're not covering it very well. I but, don't know if shame is the right word, but you shouldn't be advertising it. I mean, we can all just agree it's fucking gross. Yeah, it's like fart. It's like saying you're fart shamed. To me, it's like saying you're fart shamed. Yeah, you should be a little. If you're fucking letting a big beefy out one in the elevator, you should feel a little ashamed. Yeah, you deserve a little bit of shame for it's that. A little, it's a little fucking crowdsourcing response needs to come back on you. So this is, there's this article about how women should not be shamed of their period. And this woman overheard, just like you said in the Black Gossip site, she overheard two women talking. And uh, one of the women needed her tampon, but she was embarrassed to ask her friend about the tampon because someone might hear her ask for a tampon. And I don't really know tampon culture all that well, but mm-hmm. apparently that's a faux pas when you ask aloud. To ask. To ask aloud, ask somebody else for a tampon, especially aloud. Maybe like a silent loop. A silent whisper in an alleyway like you're doing a drug deal. How like, else are you supposed to get it? Well, do you have to say tampon? Can you say, like, I need a thing to stick in my pussy or something? <laughs> do you have any, would, you, would you, by any chance, have some sanitary napkins upon you? Right. Um, so uh, this story gets even – as good as the story, tampon story is already, the story gets even better. Because upon these two ladies comes Chance Ward, a student at Occidental College where these girls attend. And Chance immediately <laughs> – Chance, a very large, might say effeminate fellow – uh, with a with a fanny pack, <laughs> with a fanny pack appears on the scene like out of a commer- out of a tampon commercial, 
and announces that he has a tampon. Ladies, stop fussing over the fact that you need, you're having your period. It's a beautiful thing. Here's some. Here's some. Here's a tampon for so you. So while this chick is bleeding out on the gym floor, she was too embarrassed to ask her close friend for a tampon. But this is way less embarrassing yes. to have a dude, yes. a giant dude in a yes. fanny pack, yes. like Captain fucking you know Minstrel Flow, come in and offer you the tampon in front of everybody, and then write a blog about it. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's precisely so. Okay. Uh, I think we now have come to understand women. Uh, yeah, I'm not so, sure that story adds up. No. And the guy, the guy, of course, in some sort of ebonics, wrote about how like his name is Gucci or some somebody to do with Gucci, which I think is a word that means something, and how women should not feel ashamed, and he's going to be around, and all men should carry tampons with them to provide to women in need and, and stock your guest bathroom and your home with tampons. Well, that's what the, uh, the, the blog, that's what the article, the Yahoo article author went on to say, which is like, if only everybody in this world was like chance. Well, first of all, we'd have no kids. Uh, <laughs> that's one thing. But if only everyone was, if men should, basically saying like, women should not be ashamed of their periods and men should not make them feel ashamed about their periods because ostensibly men, you know, the male privilege is keeping them down from talking about tampons openly. And that men, if they were kind, would carry tamp just like you carry other things with you. I don't carry anything with me. Just like you carry other things with you, men should carry tampons or keep them at their house in case women guests or I guess random women who come by bleeding should need a tampon. But this is what the yeah. uh, evolved man should do. You should buy things that you don't need in case someone else is too irresponsible or uh, bat brain to actually, you know, take care of their own medical needs. Isn't that taking being really condescending towards women to imply that they can't deal with this very personal thing on their own? Well, I think if you were if you had a woman living in your house, you'd probably have tampons in your house for emergency purposes. She would buy them herself. I but if you're yeah. a guy living by yourself or guys living with a bunch of guys, uh, until the girlfriend moves, someone moves their girlfriend and you're never going to find a tampon in that house. There's just no reason. If, if a group, if a guy bought tampons for a hypothetical woman that was going to come into his house, yes. he's either a rapist or a child molester yes. or something really like a basement killer. This whole thing is re- fucking retarded. Like, don't equate discussing, you know, your personal things that are gross with, you know, being enlightened as a society. Like, as, as if... You know, all oppression of women put aside, you know, there's fucking Joe Scarborough's doing a recap of, you know, his wife's period blood on the fucking, right. you know, morning shift, color, well, frequency, flow. You're looking for, it's just like the Vine Diamond, you're looking for the color and the clarity. Like, no one wants to talk about it. No, it, it, And it's just, it, it's the same thing with saying that women are raped when they fuck someone that they regret fucking and they made a bad decision and you, your head wasn't right. So you were raped. It's, it's really saying that women are very weak minded. I think so too. It just sounds very unfeminist to me. And it's like just exactly the same thing, although even grosser than the nursing controversy, which doesn't really even exist, which is that because I am nursing, because this is one of my bodily functions and this is a female function, I then have the right to do it wherever I do it, whatever I do. And not only that, but if someone has a something to say to me about it, they should be thrown into the pits or something like that. And like people aren't even allowed to comment on it. They're not even allowed to say like you, that makes me uncomfortable because it's a female bodily function. Men have a lot of bodily functions that women would not like to see in public. I guarantee you. No, because nursing is although I've done a few of them in public. Totally before. necessary. So yeah, I mean, I, I could see if the coin was flipped, making the argument that you should be able to jerk off at the mall. Yeah, well, the mall is a great place. You got to watch, make sure there's no underage kids. You will get arrested. Uh, and they'll never let you in the mall again either. Right, that's I what found, I hear. found that out the hard way. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, here's the thing. 
if you're down to the level, if you're if you're writing an article where women's rights equates to you taking tampons from a stranger with a, fa- a stranger with a fanny pack who jumps out of the bushes, and that's the that's the model of male excellence, you're just Yahoo 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 woman is just completely missing the mark on this one. I think. Yeah, there's a lot of failure involved in like all of this philosophy, and <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe it's published on Yahoo. <laughs> no. I mean, I think I've. Written... And also, by the way, you sometimes you'll, you'll do nice things for women mostly because you're a nice guy, and also because you want to get laid, right? Yeah. But you, you're not going to do a nice thing for a woman on her period. What's the point of that? You're not getting anything out of that one. Dude, you know, if this here's, guy, your ta- here's your tampon. Let's go back to my place. This is a gay guy that looks <laughs> that looks like a woman. I guarantee you, if I did that at the gym, if I rolled up on some chicks with a fanny oh, pack, the management, full of tampons, management would be upon you in thirty seconds. It would be something drastically wrong that yeah. I did that was shaming them somehow, and generally just being a total creep. Because, by the way, that is what's happening. Yeah, um, it just wouldn't go over well. So, what's the double standard? Yeah, you got me. Fucking, I'm blood dry in this one. If you know what I'm saying, uh, it's just. This is a this is another example, I think, of this illogical extension of of modern rights, which is the, the right is women should be treated equally to men, or women should be treated with respect. Everyone agrees with that. Therefore, if I'm not treated the way I feel gives me respect or gives, makes me feel good, like you must carry tampons, then you are in the wrong. Right. Like there's not because you're because a woman needs to be treated with respect and equally doesn't mean that everything. That each woman should be felt like she's being treated with respect. Yeah, equally. I mean, if you're going to equate like equality with with general emotional well being, yes, it will never we will never achieve equality because guess what? People fucking feel different ways all the time. So, no one feels the same way as everyone else. In fact, I would be willing to bet you 99 percent of women would not want a strange guy with a fanny pack and whipping a tampon out and sticking it in their face. Right? They're not going to fucking go. Oh my chance! You're the best. <laughs> it's be a fucking rape whistle. Is what I fucking would start blowing. Would you use it? Would you put something in your body that a stranger gave you out of a fanny pack? Uh, well, he's, he's obese, by the way. If that. Factors uh, if he wasn't obese, I would take his tampons. I didn't still know what to do. I wouldn't even know how to unwrap Hey, man, it. here's a hypodermic needle. I see you got the shakes. Yeah, let me stick that insulin. Like, no. Ex- I don't trust it. <laughs> the full extent that, well, what if you give you, what if you were so, uh, unconscious and he gave you mouth to mouth? Would you accept that? I, I don't what if he, What if he was giving mouth to mouth, but he, he uh, moisturized his lips before he did it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand this scenario. <laughs> I'm All just right, going to bow out. All right. Uh, tampons uh, the full extent of what a man should know about a tampon is don't ask any questions and if you're forced to buy them by your girlfriend buy them and fucking run out of the store as fast as you can alright we have a story about uh, Black China we talked about Black China before Amber Rose we mentioned earlier Nick Young decided he was not going to fuck her that evening uh, Black China apparently is asking to be on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Uh, she wants a million dollars for her appearance now that she's fucking their son. <laughs> I think that gives you ca- instant casting onto the show. It is, by the way, she is the first person to be fucking one of the family members who hasn't been on the show. So I can see where she has a point there that she should be on the show. Right. Um, every other dude, if it is a reality show, yeah. Every other dude. She... I mean, they've been fucking for they've been girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever for a few months, and she's. Relatively, do they take offense that she's obviously using him to get on the show, and they're like, it, it can't come that easy. We had to release bad sex tapes. For I this. don't think exploitation bothers them so much. I think what bothers them is the fact that can't, they don't like her because she's the baby mama. Now I sound like one of the gossip, black gossip sites. Uh, she's the baby mama to Tiga, who is dating the daughter, and so she doesn't want her around. Kylie Jenner doesn't want her around for that reason. It's oh. complicated. Because I, but this is the first person, really, honestly, one of them has been having a long-term sexual relationship with and hasn't been on the show. And mm. especially given the fact that she's black and has big tits and a big ass, you'd think she'd be perfect for the show. Yeah, plus they're not real, her tits or ass, so that helps. Yeah, exactly. She's going to draw more audience. Let's put it this way. She would actually draw audience if she was on the show. 
So they won't let her on. She wants a million dollars. They're going back and forth. Amber Rose, meantime, is is apparently threatening to write. After she got so much play off that fingers in, in the booty uh, thing about Kanye and made Kanye, everyone think Kanye was even gayer than they thought he was before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Amber Rose all of a sudden realized she has a lot of power over, <laughs> over Kanye. And then she also realized that Kanye cares about his, his you know, his... Uh, persona a lot as his public persona he's probably a lot. also physically intimidated by her as well oh yeah no i'm sure she beat the crap out of him I and mean, he probably asked for it uh but she's asking for the kardashians now she's asking was there's a story running around she's asking for 10 million dollars not to write the book the tell-all book Ooh. that would destroy kanye and that kim loves him and it ruined the show and all this stuff like that and so at some point she's going to get some money out of is it. is that but, legally blackmail or no uh is, you mean because she's black yes okay so that's uh you is know she? No, I don't know. I think she's, she's just fat. She's just a different shade of Iggy Azalea. I'm not really sure. Um, but let me. Here's the bigger question: Is it these people are all extorting the Kardashians uh, for cash and for money for basically doing nothing, just threats? Uh, isn't that fine? Isn't that okay? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you, know, you guys like, built this nasty world, this seedy, disgusting, whore, fucking herpes filled world of uh, you know sluts and just people that can't really believe in God because they just would imagine they're going to hell at some point. Wow, you've thought about this a little bit, haven't you? I love it. Yes. Use it against them. Who cares? They're hard. This is like, isn't this just like drug dealers ripping off other drug dealers? I mean, is this just criminals working other criminals over in jail or whatever? I mean, there's, there's no... If someone is so horrible, you can't really extort them, can you? You can't commit a crime against a criminal, can you? No, no, yeah. You'd have to imagine. This is all bets are out the window. You got to imagine that Chris Jenner would stab you in an alley if she could profit off of it. Oh yeah, so. yeah. She's probably stabbed. I believe she stabbed. I believe she stabbed a few men, and I believe she's actually aborted some of her daughter's babies. Hmm. Yeah, by herself, like just punched them in the gut a few times. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Or took him horseback riding or something like she that. She fucked OJ. I mean. Oh, she definitely had sex with OJ because you can see the, the the offspring of that love is still walking around getting getting. Yeah, Lamar, that didn't getting, work out too well. Usually, drunk. mixed babies is a little better looking than uh, than that. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know exactly what happened to Chloe, but she did. If she put her head through that windshield at sixteen, I think it really really hurt her quite a bit. So, what other crimes could you commit against the Kardashians that nobody should give a shit about? Murder? Could you murder? Them? I think you should be able to kill them. I think so too. What if you had one of those fucking John Claude Van Damme movies? Where like for twenty four hours you could just kill any Kardashian you wanted to. Yeah, and he was he was he was hired to protect them from being murdered by the masses. Uh, it'd be worth watching, I guess. <laughs> Watch it. I, I mean, Obama I could do, do like an executive order, like you're allowed to kill them. You know, like the Purge or something. Yeah, like the Purge, but it has to be like they have to be like off their ground. You can so you kill anyone with a sex tape. <laughs> With a celebrity sex tape that their parents sold for them? Yeah. Yeah, that seems fair to me. I, here's the thing. Amber Rose and Black China, I cannot think of two more really off-putting women, and I'm rooting for them in this situation. That says something about the Kardashians. They're horrible people who nine years ago people told me that if you stopped talking about them, they would go away. That just never that's just never happened. It's, right. It's like that's like thinking like, you know, like gonorrhea is gonna go away. This just doesn't <laughs> like it's been around for five million years. This this what forms the Kardashians has the, the ugliness that forms their basis has been around forever and will be around forever. So you don't like get rid of them by not talking about them. It doesn't work. It doesn't actually work that way. That's called ignoring your disease. I think killing them makes sense to me. It's kind of like chemotherapy on the, on the Kardashians. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't ha- honestly, and I don't mean to sound rude here and not the teenage girls because they could still have a life ahead of them. I don't see much of that. I would pl- I would at least put them into long-term comas where they're hanging like from the rafters somewhere on tubes. Yeah, no, it's not going to end well. But I'm just saying, if Kim Kardashian died, I would start laughing. I, I would like, I would go, I would have a beer and just sit on the couch and smile. 
Uh, I'm with you, depending on how she dies and what position she's found in. Like shark attack, that'd be amazing. Yeah, shark attack would be good. If she was, if she died like in some sort of sexual thing with like a Saudi prince, right? That'd be the best. Mayonnaise jar. Yeah, thrown out of an airplane, by the way, like by. Uh, just killed by wolves. Wait, what's a mayonnaise jar? How do we kill her with a mayonnaise jar? You know, people go into the ER all the time. And they try and like stick mayonnaise jars up their asses. No, does that, what do you mean? You saw all the time? Yeah, happen? I saw it because I was watching Oprah one time a long time ago. Just I don't learn things from you often. This is good. So Oprah did a segment on how cutting bagels is the number one cause of going to the emergency room because yes. people, you know, bagels are hard. And so everyone, you know, that was a talking point. So then the following show, Oprah had to go, you know, none of my audience knows what a bagel is. So here's what a bagel is. It's a round thing. And she said this, it's like a donut, but it's not sweet. That's how fucking dumb Oprah's audience is. So I was looking up, you know, causes of emergency room visits and sticking uh, mayonnaise jars up your ass is like right up there with cutting uh, bagels. And actually said mayonnaise jars or just mason jars or jars of any kind. And by the way, that seems who can who can who's the first guy who says that that jar is going up my ass. Like I can see like the millionth person who does it for whatever reason. But who's the first guy who takes that challenge? Isn't that what America's all about? I don't know, man. I look at TV and the Kardashians are popular. There's people like giving them money. And you look at people shoving mayonnaise jars up their asses, and I'm like, man, I'm doing pretty well. And how am I part of this society? Yes, you are. If we kill them, by the way, the mayonnaise jar thing still goes on. Probably by your neighbors, by the way. Just saying. If they come to ask you for mayonnaise, <laughs> just ask for the jar back. Does it have to be full of mayonnaise? Or can it be? <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. Let's jam. Brian, just fucking erase that shit. All right, last segment today. I'm feeling very disturbed uh what has my pennies in a bunch you ask and you always ask i always answer uh i for one there's a lot of trump shit going on in the news these days i for one think trump is a fucking weenie narcissist asshole never vote for a million years but i am uh, and not because he doesn't have the policy and like that just as a person he seems like a bad person and not even like an evil person, just like a person who you fucking want to punch in the face if you hang out with him. Yeah, he's like a fucking blowhard. All the th- he's like a, he reminds me of like every NFL team owner ever. He just seems like the kind of guy who just like you wouldn't want to hang around with. Yeah, like an Amway guy. He'd be barbecuing. He try and sell you some life insurance. He sell you shit. shit. He makes he make bad jokes. He tell horrible jokes. All this kind of crap. And then he like remind you at the end of the day that he owns everything and get the fuck out of his house. I don't want to. I don't want to vote for. He broach like the swinger topic weirdly. Yes, be uncomfortable. Yes, yes. like have you guys ever? Uh, yeah, well, not me, but we could one day. <laughs> yeah. I have it at, at the at the Golden Palace. Um, so I, I'm not a big fan of Trump. But what amuses me more than anything the last few weeks, last couple months, last few weeks especially is all the anti-Trump stuff. And you know, I get people that don't like Trump on his views on immigration or views on his shit he says about Muslims or abortion and all that shit like that. But that's not what this is about. This is about people who just like. Young people, especially in college campuses, who just have to have something to be upset about. And so at uh, Emory University, and it's happened in more than one campus now, there was a case where a few students uh, had written like pro Trump stuff on the wall in chalk. And all it, all it said was Trump, hashtag Trump 2016. So not like Trump is going to kill all the black people or some shit like that, or he's going to destroy all the. All those spicks or something like that. It just said Trump 2016. Yeah. And uh, students were, were so offended. Trump obviously is not very popular in most college campuses. Uh, students were so offended by seeing the Trump, the Trump, the pro Trump stock uh, chalkings on the floor that they actually became panicked, outraged, upset, started a lot of hashtags of their own. 
uh, started having vigils on campus, and eventually student activists who felt nauseated and actually had physical symptoms of illness hmm. uh, went to— from, from the chalk? From seeing the pro-Trump chalk, uh, saying Trump 2016, actually went to visit the, princ- the president of the university, who now apparently sees people because I, I, I don't know— I tried to see the president of my universe for you. I got passed like three doors away. Uh, and the president said, yeah, we got to do something about this and decided he's going to change some policy. They're going to f- first wash this shit off and they're going to do all this sort of stuff. Isn't this the worst thing that ever happened? Millennials were assholes to begin with, right? We can agree that in college kids in general always have been assholes. Isn't the worst thing that ever happened is when college uh, university presidents and college officials started listening to students and making changes based upon their fucking narcissistic fucking juvenile juvenile emotionally social media based rants yeah i mean you're the president of this university it's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years and you know you've worked pretty hard through this retarded corporate bureaucracy to get to this yes. point in in your life and yeah, you got a nice little house off campus you got I the don't parties. know what the president does but i think he does yeah. stuff Mostly fundraisers, I think. A lot of fundraisers. Makes a lot of appearances, yeah. you know. And so someone, you know, sends you an email and says, you got to meet with these students because they're physically ill because of this chalk yes. on the sidewalk. You just go, well, what the fuck? Yeah. What did I do to get here? What is what is this? Yeah, I mean, like, give me their names because they're obviously not right. They're not Emory-appropriate Emory students. I don't know. I mean, this is like the fact that people are becoming so outraged. And we saw this. I sent you this video. This professor at Emory who's like the one got Trump supporter or whatever was mentioning how these kids – on college campuses, the last thing in the world you want to give them is the feeling of power. Like, they're feeling very unempowered. The last thing you want to give them is this feeling like if we protest, we talked about this with internet campaigns earlier, if we protest and we say we're upset and we're getting ill by this stuff, then the president has to meet with us and listen to our demands. And that power is very heady for young people because when I was, I don't know about you, when I was 18, 19, nobody listened to any shit I said and nobody gave a shit about what I said. Yeah. And nobody in a position of power would ever listen to me. And you kind of knew that as a kid. You're like, okay, I got to go smoke weed and and try to get girls. Okay. I mean, I got to do something else because no one's going to listen to me. I had political points of view. I had social points of view, but I knew no one gave a shit and nobody would do anything about it. And so it forced you to do other shit. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I would think that most presidents of universities say, well, you know, the point of the institution of higher learning is to foster debate. So if you don't like Trump as a candidate, you know, express why you don't like him and have a constructive argument and make your point. But I don't think the role of the university is is to censor, you know, groups of. Well, this is now where, like, we talked about this before with college kids where they, the kid tell the kid, one of the colleges said that the university needs to make me feel safe. I should feel emotionally safe. Remember that guy? Yeah. It was like during one of the Black Lives Matter protests, something like that. And he said, the university is responsible for making me feel safe on campus. And he didn't mean physically safe. He meant emotionally safe. Like I, should, I, I should never have to see or be confronted with things that are offensive to me. And I think a ton of college kids actually believe that's a right to not be offended. Well, did they apply to the university? I mean, do they – that's not – the objective of a university it's no. it's to enlighten but, people and yeah but now they're but now that the, now that the students are hashtagging shit the presidents are change, are making it based on that policy that if uh, 12 students are if 12 angry students are hashtagging shit on social media and acting like they're upset and nauseated and all this stuff like that we're going to respond to them we're going to make them feel safe again I mean, if I was the president of the university, I would say, well, you're a fucking idiot. Like, were you pissed at the university before you applied? Because trust me, in our history of uh, doing things like Emory goes back, you know, along the lines of the slave trade. Uh, Were you pissed before you applied? And if so, why did you apply? Why did you enroll? 
And again, if if this is what you're upset about, you have no idea what we've been up to yeah, for the right. last 50 years. You're you're just a fucking idiot, you know? I think part of it's this like big fish in a small pond scenario. Like you could take it to the White House or you could, you know, take any number of measures to stand up for what you believe in, but like you said, no one really in the real world gives a shit cuz you nope. don't know shit. You're 19. You know, you're talking about you're about to start crying. I don't fucking <laughs> respect you. So this is like, yeah, we'll find the one person that for whatever reason is forced to listen to our bullshit. And then we'll we'll go with that. But, you know, it's a, uh, you know. Well, the theory, and the theory being that these, ki- that these kids, I call them kids and I'm old enough to call them kids. These college kids are like going on Twitter and social media and they're just like out trying to out upset each other. Like they'll say, did you see the chalk, you know, the, the chalk marking? It made me really, I was upset. I'm not voting for Trump. It starts with that. Next person has to say, like, I was outraged. Next person has to say, like, I was just crazy with anger. Next person has to say, I was nauseous in the hospital. I collapsed and went unconscious from my from my depression and anxiety. I mean, you have to, like, they... I raped somebody. I was so <laughs> upset. I, I physically had to had to rape. I killed three children at, at the Save Mart. It just, they have to, like, out... They, like, it's a circle, like, delirious circle. You've seen it before, I'm sure. Mostly, it seems to be a female trait where women get worked up into this lather about some sort of issue. Mm. Uh, if you ever go to a, uh, ever happen upon a PTA meeting at a school, you'll see it. And there's some issue about like a book they don't like, or someone, you know, security issue. Also, the women work themselves into this, like it goes around robbing around the room mm-hmm. and then they work themselves up into a lot. Like, I'm a little concerned. I'm worried. I'm offended. I'm whatever. We got to fucking get swatting here and like start shooting people. I mean, it just builds to this fucking like out- emotional lather where everyone's trying to outdo each other and they kind of feed off each other's energy. And someone was saying that's what happens on social media, but it happens instead of happening over like weeks or months, it happens like in 10 minutes. Like, yeah, and there's less voice for the the reasonable people because if this was a, a room full of people in, in a physical being, you know, you just say, no, nah, you guys are fucking <laughs> retarded yeah. and we're going to move on. But, yeah, go home and bake. You know, the normal people and and clearly the foreign kids who are going to end up, you know, earning a lot of money, the Indian, Chinese kids. They oh, they got, yeah, they don't give a shit. They're, they're, not, involved. they're not on Twitter. No, no, they can't even vote, damn it. There's plenty of normal people, too, that, you know, someone should, did you see that chalk? And they go, yeah, fuck you, it's chalk. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? I'm going to go try and get laid, get a beer, go to class, study, whatever. Um, but they're not represented in this world. And I think it's still a minority of students that are... Yeah, it's a minority that get a lot of attention for themselves. Yeah, most people actually go to most people actually go to school and realize it costs a lot of money, and they're there to get an education and get a job afterwards. So this is a smaller percentage of people who are going to college and they are feeling impo- feeling very empowered about. So what's the correlation between the people that are physically ill over the Trump chalk? There might be some in the chalk, by the way. Is it Chinese? <laughs> like maybe there's formaldehyde. You say uh, it's Guan- Guangdong chalk, is what you're saying? What's the inverse relationship between those people and the amount of money that their parents have in their bank account? Probably a lot. Probably a lot. Probably Although if their parents have too much money in their bank account, they're probably pro-Trump. But like just to write in that sweet spot right in the middle, yeah, where they don't have to worry about like actually doing well at college and they don't care that much. They go back and work for the for the company, you know, the landscaping company or the. Yeah, they're willing to occupy the president. I mean, people used to occupy the the school offices when there was like the draft, like when the Vietnam was going on. I might be forced to go murder babies. Yeah, so like people are 60,000 people are being killed. America's being killed. They're drafting all these people. Horrible war. I'm going to invade the office and make a statement. Okay, I get that. Now you're doing over the fact that there's fucking a Trump 2016. The National Guard just shot three of our students on campus. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get out there and support you too. I'll be the one. I'll be joining you in that occupation. You're talking about shock. I think here's what goes on. People need to, the, the college students are the same. They need to be upset by something. They need a cause. 
They just don't have any good cause. They can't find the good cause anymore or those causes aren't sexy or they're not responsive to like social media and digital media has made things such a short time horizon that whatever happens like five minutes ago is the big story now. Yeah. So things that have been going on for 40 years aren't big, like you said, aren't big story. The fact that kids aren't getting educated, all these other problems in society, that's not a big story anymore. It's what happened five minutes ago that's trending on Twitter. That's now the big story. Yeah, and compounded with a general disenfranchisement, it's like, well, I don't agree with the war in Iraq. And it's like, all right, well, then why don't you vote? And it's like, yeah, well, I voted for Bernie Sanders, but Hillary Clinton's going to win anyway because they're superdelegates that count to counteract your vote. So they're like, oh, fuck, well, I can't really make much difference in the real world, so uh, let me find something very minute and go with that because then I can feel as though I'm not totally disempowered, which you actually are. Sorry to Yeah, I don't that. understand this. All I know is I used to go to protest marches to get laid. And as far as I knew, that was why they exist. That's probably not even happening anymore. No, not if you're fucking vomiting when you see chalk marks on the ground. <laughs> I used to be, as far as I knew, that was people were like, you want to go march against whatever? And you're like, a girl's going to be there? Yeah, okay, let's go. I hope this backfires on any douchebag dude that's like, yeah, I also, my eyes were watery because of the, the chalk that just said hashtag Trump. Uh, do you want to come back to my house later? No, you're a fucking pussy. Yes. I'm going to go find an actual guy on a Harley to rail me all fucking night. So, yeah. You know, no one respects that. That football player got accused of raping three women. That's my date tonight. There you That's go. who I'm going after. At least he's got a dick. All right, Matt, you have something. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you have something you wish to promote on Pimp on the show? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Matthew Ralston, and my website is mattralston.net, where I just wrote about how uh, listening to Justin Bieber's music condones child rape. That's awesome. Uh, also, is your Elton John fantasy fiction on there? Your, your erotic fantasy fiction going to be found on there? Oh, man, I could probably think of something. Yeah, well, that time I... Elton John came onto you and actually things went down in the back of his car. He's probably got a nice car, by the way. It's probably a Yukon, fold the seats down. Makes yeah, I basically have one of those windows with like, the driver. You can put up the black window, so no one, the privacy window, so no one can see you. Yeah, and it yeah. goes really slowly, so you know sex is about to happen in the back. The driver like, gives that look back, like, all right, Mr. John, I know what's going mm-hmm. on. Roll that screen up, portable AIDS kits and everything. Awesome. That's our erotic fantasy fiction right there. <laughs> For Brian, sound engineer of stars, this is Lex. We'll see you next week in Last Man on Earth podcast. Last Man on Earth.